The following information is intended for recreational use only and should not be taken seriously. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with recreational views, please contact a friend and share this podcast immediately. Viewer discretion is advised. You know when you're doing a new thing and it's funny because you're like... You have no clue what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You're kind of embarrassed, so you would just have to, like, laugh it off. That's kind of what's going through my head right now, too. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? We are here with the first podcast. Basically... The third time trying to <laughs> record it. It's hard. You don't realize how chaotic your mind is until and then and also the respect for people that live stream on a daily basis yeah and how much content that they could put out daily (laughs) daily podcasts daily streams are actually kind of insane that's our dog in the back (laughs) by the way i feel like having i have so many thoughts at one time that even throughout the day, I'm like thinking, oh, we should just pull out the phone and podcast right here because we're having such good conversation. Like, I wish when we were talking to that guy we met earlier. We could have just been filming yeah, it and then we, put it on. We should have just started it. I guess the only saving grace is that he did. He was really interested in coming onto the show eventually. <laughs> and it's so it's so weird, like thinking of it like that. But if. We need guests. We need guests eventually to come on because our lives are only so interesting. I think it's also like we've bounced our ideas back and forth off of each other so many times and we do it throughout the day. So it's hard to like then think back at those ideas because I feel like I've already like expelled them into the universe, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like my brain's kind of just like trashed them, archived them. What was one of the ideas that I was uh, I mentioned before, like today? We talked with the guy about Egypt and the pyramids, oh and that was gosh. really that was like an interesting conversation. The man had a lot of good oh my information. God. He had so much to say. What was his name? Michael. Yeah. Michael, if you're out there, I'm sure he's gonna listen to oh, it. Oh yeah. Especially if he becomes a guest on the, on the on the pod. Yeah. He's got the whole setup. He's got the studio. But he was really into, like, government conspiracies and, uh, like, Illuminati. And he himself was uh, a Mason, so... But he, he kind of dispelled a lot of, like, the nonsense that a lot of people talk about. Illuminati and all that shit. He was just like, look, that's upper, upper tier of Masonry. He was right. a ninth-level Mason, and that took him five years to get to that stage. Right. And he was saying that there's, like, that... Like the thirty-three degree. Well, you were saying that you can like go online and like do it and like be a what is the highest rank? It's in thirty-two. No, no, no. You no, can no. do Scottish thirty-two and become like that through is, that class. But what is the name of that title? Remember, it's in that um, Tom Hanks movie. Is the Freemasons. Oh, the Knights Templar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You take a class, you could become the Knights Templar. Yeah. So it's, like, it's people that I bet it's a lot of LARPing. <laughs> it's just like. They want to. Yeah. They want to be in the Knights Templar because they saw the they Da Vinci wa- Code. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we- you could take a class. So somebody has monetized that. Somebody has monetized sure. the fact that there's these <laughs> there's these people in these lodges that want to be Knights Templar. But he did bring up a lot of good points about how like DC was all geometric, 
everything was planned out and the Masons, like, you know, obviously built this country. Well, we also discussed our theories about Egypt and we talked a lot about... And this blew his mind. Oh my God, yeah. Okay. Our theory, we're gonna tell our theory you is a, really cool. We're going to tell you our secret theory, okay? And for Just the, to preface, just, Jesus came after Egyptian times. Right, right. Um, for those that don't know, Ryan was raised Roman Catholic, and I am just the jack of all, <laughs> a fucking witch. No, I'm just, I'm just a jack of all trades, kind of. But I what did say. you, what were you like raised as? What was your family? We were Presbyterian, Presbyterian right? Protestant, yeah. Same with my mom, and didn't really subscribe to the religion I'm guessing a lot of American families are just some well, of these. My you know, grandmother offshoots. was a like devout Christian lady, and never missed a day until she got dementia and you know didn't mm-hmm. keep her day straight and couldn't drive anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but other than and you that, and you went to church with her a lot. When I was little, I mean, I wouldn't say a lot. I, I went to Sunday school maybe like ten I, times. Every time you visited her, you yeah. were going to church. My sister Emily, she went. A lot, a lot, because she spent a lot of. I know, it's right? It's so hard to. It's so hard to. Wow, that's I a know. rebel. Like, I know, just completely. I know, I know, trauma. Anyway, so here's our theory, our super secret theory. So, we all know of the Holy Grail, the Ark of the Covenant, which is like this limitless power machine, a limitless source. You know, and. We know that Jesus is the living ark. We're pulling we're pulling we're pulling theories from multiple right. people cuz like Amber Khan was talking about how Jesus was the living ark right. and that she thought that was pretty obvious. Robert Edward Grant was the one that said the pyramids were actually this like energy this energetic field that like capa- super capacitor type right, of thing. Right. So, long, to make a long story short, Robert Edward Grant, you can look him up. He's fucking cool. He is so knowledgeable. Um, I've learned a lot from him and just Amber Khan, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely look into Robert Edward Grant. It's a great starting spot. Um, he was doing some kind of Egyptology thing in, obviously, Egypt, in the pyramids, and they had went into one of the chambers down in the pyramids, and they had done the um, like the chamber, the fi- like final burial right, chamber. Right, where I thought they it was where like they had the grand chamber. Right, where, where something like they had thought um, the pharaoh was, buried. or like the ark had been placed, or something. I don't even know something like that. Um, I'm botching the story, but long story short, they did the frequency ohm chant. You know, um. And he um, was like, we started astral projecting. We could stop chanting and the frequency would still carry on. It was an echo chamber. Right. But like a really strong one from right. what he says. And then we came up with the theory that what if the Egyptians and other, like, what, what would you call that? Older civilizations or ancient civilizations tapped into something and they phased out of this realm out of this reality and then the few that were left behind god was like well we can't leave them behind so you have to go down there jesus and you have to tell them the right way the right way to live so they can also 
phase out of this place or you know right i thought that what was really cool that you were saying also is that the the great pyramid of giza is in the they line them up with sirius the right. star constellation right. and the great pyramid is pointing right at that star and it's the closest star to us and look we're no experts so if we're, what we're saying is not right you're probably right you know i'm not we're just connecting dots <laughs> yeah we're just connecting dots here but we thought it would be cool if those people were and they were far advanced they knew they were very smart they were like cutting edge there's theories about the pyramids being actually formed by using like geopolymers right. which are liquid limestone mm-hmm. that like solidifies and gets stronger with age right. and everybody's like perplexed how they got the angles so perfectly the rocks are like perfectly square how could you move these stones and then there's the theory that they actually just like made a cast and they poured them right. i think that I mean, we, we hear this theory all the time, and we talk about this a lot. Like, a lot of the these ancient, they, they call them colonial buildings or whatever, they are way more sophisticated. Grandiose, yeah. Right, than to be made from those people, you know, the structure, the weight. The materials. The materials. For the technology right. they had back in the day. Right. So, it was like, taking all that into consideration, what if those people were just so far advanced they got they had the ark of the covenant a limitless power source they put it in the middle of this 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 pyramid and they all just like phased into a different dimension well they also said that i forget even where it was where they found like something that like looked like it could be like a hovercraft or something and they were wondering well what powered this and then you think well if they had the ark of the covenant covenant and they have this limitless energy source that's probably what it was. And a lot of people say that's what Hitler was looking for in Antarctica during World War II. Antarctica's a whole nother yeah. pod. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to get into all of that right now. But he was searching for the Ark because he wanted it to... I mean, this is going to sound super cliche, but I just watched Captain America for the first time. And you look at that, like, that, like, potion that they made to try to make the, like, super soldier. I... I I know it sounds corny, but there's a like, lot of truth drops yeah, in, in yeah. all movies, and that and think, that is a really good example of one. Right, and I think that that should be something. Onyx. <laughs> I think that should be something that we also do on this podcast is dissect. I would books like to. I would. Oh, books and, and movies. And the movies because that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun. There's a lot of like trying to get us to normalize things, like. It's pre-programming in a lot of ways. They show you it. Like The Simpsons. Simpsons is like a great example. They'll show you future events well before they ever, like, happen. And there's this idea that once these thoughts are out in, like, the ether and the humans have them, we all have these thoughts just, like, out in the ether, Mm -hmm. that when they actually come to pass, they're not as startling to us. We're kind of, like, ready for them. I think that it's it's frustrating because it's frustrating not being able to take the information that you're given at face value. Like, you always have to turn over the coin and try to see what's underneath it. Not, like, 
oh, woe is me, the government and whoever the powers that be have wronged us so bad, but, like... I kind of see it a little bit different. It's, like, it's our duty to question and right. and figure it out for ourselves. Because, and this this could get into, like, the psychedelic conversation. Psychedelics are a very quick way to get a lot of information, knowledge that you never had before. And, like, cheaply. Right. Whereas, like, an older person would spend a lifetime understanding things and Mm -hmm. coming to these conclusions where psychedelic drugs have been known to, like, you know, just... Right. Here's the thing. Download. Like, you just take a download. We were talking about 2001 A Space Odyssey and, like... Obviously, if you guys haven't seen that movie, go watch that movie. It's basically- Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. What What was the time period? Nineteen like sixties. I don't know. No, but- or maybe it was the maybe it was the eighties, and they were thinking about two thousand one. Right. Um, I thought there was a forty year gap though. Basically, the premise of it is, and there's not too much talking in this movie. It's very cinematic, and if you don't know, Stanley Kubrick is the guy who filmed the moon landing allegedly well it's not it's not technically well, allegedly right, because it like, was a they had to film certain scenes to keep the public captivated while it was going on because they hyped it up so much people wanted to see what was going on right and so basically the premise of this movie is that technology comes from this it was know, past jupiter but in the in the book it's past it's from saturn which is another whole right, truth drop <laughs> right Saturn. Oh, God. But this technology comes from Jupiter and gives these apes... uh, We're going to dissect the whole movie right now? They they give apes, like, some some knowledge. Yeah. And they they instantly make tools. It's... And it's... Okay, remember those monoliths that ended up showing up everywhere in, like, Utah or some shit? That's from 2001 A Space Odyssey. The monolith comes, the apes freak out, they freak out, and now they discover tools. And now they're using bones of other animals to club, you know, their enemies to death and to and not, like, hunt. Yeah, and, and to hunting. Eat. So they start they start eating meat. Right. And that's when like their knowledge and like uh, evolution or adaptation, whatever you want to call it, starts to like you know skyrocket because they're getting different proteins. Their brains are getting larger. And then the movie progresses to like, not modern day, but like future. Right. Where they're on the moon. No, I thought there was a little thing in between there. There was like modern day when they're on the moon and they find the monolith again. I thought there was a scene in the middle of them. No? Remember he travels to the, he's traveling to that like hotel on the moon. Right, right. But I thought it was like the monkeys and then I thought there was like another scene where technology came in like that. Right. And that's the moon landing? That's the humans get to the moon. Right. Because it, that had just happened like 20 years earlier mm-hmm. in real life. Right. And they and like the dark side of the moon, this thing that you know humans can't see with their naked eye. Right. This, the side of the moon that we never get to see, mm-hmm. which is re- is also really strange. Right. And they're, they're like, saying like that's the monolith is on the moon, and then they they take another download. Right, but and then humans get to the moon, and in their like mining pit or their test pit or whatever the hell it is, there is the monolith, the same monolith that showed up to the apes. And long story short, they they progress they rapidly. They progress extremely rapidly, and now they are traveling space with this AI computer named Hal. 
and Hal actually ends up rebelling against them. And um, it is the technology, right? I, right. Like they took a download, and the and the monolith teaches them how to make AI essentially, right? And they create Hal, and Hal tries to undermine the entire mission right. and is evil. Because they had they had said in a conversation away from Hal that they were going to shut him off because I forget the reason to be honest, but Hal had read their lips and locked them out in space or locked one of the guys out in space and killed them. But anyway, I digress. Now our modern day monolith, I feel like, is mushrooms. We eat these mushrooms and we get the download you know or and it helps us you've see. you've only ever taken the lemon tech mushrooms and some of those like I dried ate, ones that I, that was like the the only time i ate that whole bag of mushrooms and felt minimally nothing so i don't know if it's me if i just need to eat more the i ate that one um it was like a cake bomb or something. Yeah, right? that that was really good. I rem- I remember you had like so, like you kind of got a little giddy from that, which is kind of like a good. A I think good it's space what comes in, in the days following a trip. That's like the most um, profound. Yeah, the most profound. Definitely for me, I feel like the mental clarity does a lot because I I. And whether it's mental clarity or just not being in the trip state, you know? Because in that trip state, I feel like there's so many things, even if you're not tripping balls, that are going through your head. It's the snap back to reality. Right. You've taken the dial and you've dialed it up to 11, mm-hmm. and then you bring it back down to, like, 8, and you're you're crisp and clear. Because mm-hmm. you're, you're processing so much information when you're on mushrooms so quickly, because... I think I, I mean they they've hooked a brain up with the little like MRE things, and they've scanned MRE. the brain. What is that? <laughs> I think it's an EEG. MRI. Like MRI is when you go on the tube. I think it's a or an EKG, EEG or something like that. Electro something. I don't even know. Okay. You get what I, I, I took mean. like two semesters of psychology, so <laughs> I should know. Well, they they mapped like the brain function when you're on mushrooms, and the pathways are lighting up, and that's why they think it's like. A good, um, I guess, therapy for people with PTSD because it can really repath the brain. It, rewire the pathways. Right. Exactly. And for some of these, like, people that have PTSD, saying the same thing they're with, in like, a loop. Right. They get stuck in these loops and the, it's, like, terrifying. They're saying the same for, we just had listened to that Amber Khan podcast, but, and she talked on it briefly, but... MDMA, the pure form of MDMA ecstasy is also supposed to be really good for PTSD but not anymore because it's it's cut with all different things to make MDMA anymore <laughs> but I guess your point is well when I when I took them for the first time I kind of did like a lot of research because I wanted to know like what was actually going mm-hmm. on and there's a good amount of people that think that the mushrooms not only are they alien they came from space they think on an asteroid because the spores can survive out in space they can survive all these really like harsh environments 
they're this like ancient ancient being right. or you know species the mushrooms because they come to earth and they're almost in their own classification right. when it comes to, they're not like they're not quite a plant and they're not quite an animal they're more like animalistic right. but they're like right smack dab in the middle mm-hmm. and <coughs> they think there's like this knowledge that mushrooms have gathered over could be billions of years it's interesting to me that they can survive in space because it almost to me seems like a source vegetable you know (laughs) like a god vegetable like the god or the god atom or the god particle or whatever Mm -hmm. it's like the it's like the vegetable that came from the god particle have you heard of the stoned ape theory no that is the apes back like instead of how or instead of the monolith coming down right. it was actually the apes were eating mushrooms and eating them they tripped and for a little monkey brain to trip it like expanded their, their fucking yeah, it, like expanded their brain and their like creativity and like just their consciousness by so much that was the great leap right so like everything could be attributed to the knowledge that the mushrooms is actually giving us I think, and this is maybe a little off topic, but I think it's still kind of on topic, and I know you've said it to me before, but I guess my question is, I want to know your stance on evolution, even though I think you have kind of an unpopular opinion. Mine. Yeah. From everything, yeah, from before, everything but... that I've read, it's the, the timeline that scientists believe in when it comes to evolution is not that accurate. And with any timeline, there should be rates for, I guess, genetic change. You should be able to take apes from when they they came about, which is probably millions of years ago. Right. I don't know the exact date. And then you come to modern day and you say, well, how many genes change in X amount of time to get you to a human genome instead of like an ape genome? Right. The math doesn't add up. That now, could that could be because they talk about sexual selection. They talk mm-hmm. about just like adaptation in your environment. They talk about just like mutation. There's a lot of different variables there. I think the main variable that they always go to is sexual selection. It's because of mating that you get these changes. Right. Mutations happen very seldom. Well, what were we just listening to? in another podcast that was explaining the pagan bible for lack of better words oh it was oh, and he was talking about the goat and the something that mated and they goat and ape right it's the right. it's ball it's like i thought that was what it was called i don't remember <laughs> that was that was actually like that was fucking crazy and just to preface, really really interesting but I don't know if I could believe. I don't know if I can get on board. Well, I I don't even know if I could recite it or do it justice, but it was like. It was more of like the Norse mythology with like Freya and Zeus, I thought. I don't know. I thought it was like. Or not. uh, Odin, sorry. Not Zeus. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? There was. There was. I don't even know if I could do it justice either. I guess back to my. What I believe in evolution, it's like. There are definitely, we are definitely similar to like species. There's like mm-hmm. aspects of each species that are pretty right. similar. You can look at bone structure and see how like a whale used to have 
you know, mm-hmm. legs. Right. And then they adapted to not have legs. They actually have precursors to legs. Kind of like, like a salamander kind of thing. Right. But like... If you let it, like, you know, evolve over time. (laughs) So, like, there's these hints at evolution. It's kind of undeniable. Like, we look like apes. We act a lot similar to apes. But when you look at, like, the genetic missing link... Mm -hmm. Which is... They think, like, Lucy is pretty close. That one, like, skeleton that they found. Oh, right. There's apes that go to, like, Australopithecus and then... Neanderthals are in there and then like Homo erectus and then Homo sapien there's like there's a spot in that like evolutionary like branch mm-hmm. that's just missing and they they haven't been able to find it so how Onyx so your opinion and I don't even I feel like it's hard I don't know, maybe I have trust issues, but I feel like it's hard for me to believe a lot of what, like, science says, and I know, like, people will scoff at that, because, how dare you, you know? Exactly. But, <laughs> but, ow, Onyx, stop it. I think what it comes down to with a lot of these things is if you just take it at face value, you're always just, um... Being fooled. Yeah, you're not actually asking and real you're not... questions, you're just, you're taking everybody that they're, they're being, like, truthful... And a lot of times it's, it's, they're not being truthful. They're, they have their own agenda and there's always money involved. But when it comes to like things like as big as evolution, we're supposed to just kind of believe it. I think that go along with it. science has become a religion of its own. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just, I can't get on board with it. I I understand the importance of science, and science is obviously, and tech alone, you know, and now science and tech are, like, are combining, which is kind of a scary thing when you think about it, because, I mean, I was just watching this video of this robot, like, dancing to the beat of a song, like, dancing to rhythm, um... And it was so human-like. But it was programmed. It was programmed to move that way. I that's know. where. That's where it's still like it's very. But that's human. where, it begs the question. I mean, it's not really even a question at this point. We are also programmed to do, just that as well. Depends if you believe in like free will. But even even so, there's like nature versus nurture. There's. I know, but even what like you get from your parents. Our and, own settings inside of our brains were installed there based on our environment our parents and you know genetics i guess as well but right can are, are programmed within us it's definitely true so i think we're in our in a way our, i mean you like they say you're programmed to find a spouse that's very similar to your parent right of like the opposite sex right that you like you know what was um what's the word uh successful right so like you are naturally just attracted to that because it worked it worked last time (laughs) yeah and i think i think genetics have a lot to do with that as well but that can kind of segue into um sorry to cut you off no it's okay like we were having that conversation with mike today and he didn't really necessarily know that or didn't believe that each generation kind of had their own frequency and what they really you know acted like right i really beg to differ i also i, th- do I think as well. if you believe in like ages and 
I guess we're going into the age of Aquarius right now. There's supposed to be this whole different well, I think mindset. We actually enter the age of Aquarius in like 2024 or 2023 or something like that. But obviously that Jupiter Saturn That's what conjunction it was, was. I was just about to ask you. In about Aquarius that. was the beginning the precursor. of it. Precursor. Yes. Cool. Hey. Stop. Our dog is teething and he is being a rascal. And trust me, I hate the sound of dog barking, so I sympathize with you, you simpletons out there that hate that also. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? I oh. really think that each generation really has their own mindset on where the future should go. And and you have to, like, every generation has their own set of programming. I can't really speak to that of Gen X or the boomers um because to be honest i'm pretty uncultured when it comes to like movies and books and tv shows but all the the preface of it is the boomers had the gen x generation and gen x it seems widely does not know really how to parent (laughs) um or doesn't consciously parent and they have a lot of untransmuted issues and then you have the millennials and in some cases a lot of victim mentality a lot of victim mentality you know woe is me Um, where's my hand yeah where's my hand it's perfect for socialism that's where it makes it seem like it is all just like a government right like it's perfect played out perfectly for them yeah so how it worked was like before world war ii you had just the ideal family life the mother stayed home, the father worked, um, white picket fence, that sort of deal. There was, like, a, an ideal to strive for, and, they like, all people strive for that. Then the boomers came, and they wanted to rebel against that status quo lifestyle. Right. And they did pretty much everything against it, including not parenting their children correctly, which is where you get Gen X. Which is where you get, obviously... Just total dysfunction. Right. No... I mean, I I will take my family as an example because my boomer grandparents love them to death. Cold as stone. Hard people. Worked. Had kids. And really just thought, well, I've done my duty. I've had my kids. They can figure it out for themselves. And I think that's the mentality of, you know, a lot of them. Yeah. You can say. And I think there was a lot of... I know... I feel like a lot of boomers have had cold lives yeah it is it is like that it's like four wives eight properties and hoarding this wealth well times were times were much harder for the previous generations that affected the boomers also like losing kids was a very um common thing for families and Mm -hmm. like i i was recently reading my great great grandmother's like memoirs that my aunt had typed up fascinating stuff not only did she travel the country which was really neat but so you would think like oh no people just stayed in one place they didn't really travel that much they they got to go all over the place and it was because my great-grandfather was working on the railroad and got tickets to go once a year for like a week could take a trip and got a cabin on the train she lost a few kids and she lost her husband all in the same time period because of a, a an illness, a disease. And you got to just... We think we have like it hard. Losing family members 
that rapidly and, and making it through. It makes you cold. It makes you cold, but the strength that the, that woman must have had I to know, like, and pull then, through and that. And then I think it's you pass on the attitude, well, you're not dying, so be happy, you know? Right, and now that we're into these, In like, In a lot buff, of ways, yes, God bless us, you know? We are healthy, we're strong, all is good, you know? What is it, Ma- Mavlov? Oh, no, no. The, the, the hierarchy of needs. I think it's a Pavlov? Hey, I think so, yes. But the hierarchy of needs is exactly that. It's like food and shelter. Yeah. And then it's and that's like what you got. emotional security. And then it's self-realization is like pretty much at the top. Self-actualization, yeah. Yeah. And I think America as like an empire, we are in some of the best times, although the people that are living in it think it's some of the worst times that the country's ever had. Most people don't go to sleep hungry. Granted, a there's always, there's, you, granted, there's always like, you know, exceptions, but when you can go to McDonald's and get food for pretty cheap, it's not the right, healthiest food, right, yeah. but I you're mean, not, you're not starving. There's a lot of programs to like make sure people don't go hungry. They try. So you have a lot of your basic needs met. What comes next is self-actualization or, and Right. All the trauma then wells up from multiple, multiple right. generations when it's just been, like, swept under the rug. Right, and, the, and I guess the point is, I think what happened was the boomers had the Gen X kids. They dropped the ball, for sure. And they took on a lot of the qualities of their parents, and they said, you know, food, shelter. You're all checked. Get over it, you yeah. know? And then it was their kids who then said, and a lot of the millennials, like, my parent is a Gen X parent, but... Same with mine. But I was born in 2001, so it's, like, a very strange time period where you kind of... It was, like, before the woke age, but I still, you know, there wasn't a lot of technology. Like, there was there was technology, but 2001, it was 2001, there was the internet. Right, but... For sure. You it's know, like I don't think I was age. using it a ton until... I was probably, like, 12. No. You know? No. Where kids now are born and they know what a cell phone is, which is insane to me that they just know how to use And the, And they're phones. getting them when they're, like, six years old. Right, right. <laughs> when right. we had to wait, both of us, until we were almost in high school. I didn't have to wait until high school. My parents were divorced, so I, I, I had a cell phone pretty young for even the kids in, that were my age. But <coughs> um, my point is, those millennials started to do some self-actualization but i think that they got stuck at a point where they stayed a lot of and i don't want to generalize but i see the common theme of staying in the victim mindset and i think it's great for those and there's a lot of them i follow a lot of people on instagram who are on the journey and do the good work but and yet, and yet there's some amazing minds in the millennials. Right. Like, of so it's course. Like, no, of course. You gotta but take it. Taking it at my... I shouldn't generalize, but taking it at my experience with millennials, it's like, it is the woe is me, you know? Mm. Yeah. And then you have Gen Z, which is... Their minds are, you know, brilliant. And they have all this technology at their fingertips. They can look up anything they want in a second. And they have the knowledge that somebody who is you know has been around 10 times their age doesn't have because they can just go to the internet and look it up but i also think that there's a level of trauma and social media culture that is getting to the generation that is like 
so mentally ill. Like, there's so much mental illness now, and it's it's horrible to watch. It's really I w- horrible I would also say, at. like, as the Empire starts to, like, fall, and I think there's some pretty obvious signs that America as, like, a nation is kind of going in, like, a downward spiral. We have mm-hmm. a really strong military still, and technology companies are a lot of them are based in the u.s which is keeping us afloat but when the generation doesn't feel like there's a hopeful future they start to look for the quick and easy outlet of like pure hedonism which the drug problem is so linked to that because it's like i'd rather just sit around and and feel good than go out and try to build something brighter that's another thing that Robert Edward Grant talks about on a lot of his podcasts is the scarcity mindset. There's not enough water. The earth is dying. Things, you know, and the overpopulation. Yeah, yeah. Don't have kids. Don't get married. Don't ha- start a family. There's you don't have any time. There's no resources. Do we know where that leads? Like that's a dead end. Like life doesn't come from that. That know? is a dead end. That is a negative birth rate and the death of a nation. Right. For sure. For sure. And I mean, you could see it in China. They. St- they had the one child policy for a while and it was two child two children was it only it was ever two. two yeah i thought two. there was a one child policy two at child one point. policy okay and, and now of, they just they just of, upped it to they can now have a third no yeah they just upped it so they still have that regulation yes oh. they had the two child policy for a very long time and they realized that they the our generation over there is not having kids so right. they're, like, trying to incentivize having more kids. I just know that, like, a lot of families in during that time, when they would have a girl, hor- they would do horrible things because they wanted a boy to carry on their name. Right. And they it's didn't. a very honorable right. society, although killing your baby girl is not very honorable. Well, I don't know. I saw this horrible video, and I can't even attribute it to it's, like, it's, like, factualness, but it was, like, a room full of... Oh. Babe, I've, I've seen that exact just like same starving thing. to death and dying. I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe that's it was on Oprah. Fallacy. It was on Oprah way back <laughs> in the day. I remember it vividly. Oprah, oh, the baby <laughs> eater. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I even see it like, and I guess I would be considered the older of the Gen Z, the drugs and the unhinged mental illness i there is no cure you know i'm gonna be sad and depressed and just loathe myself you perpetual know? sadness in yeah. our generation it's watching people like spew their guts out on social media and think like you've been doing this for over a year nothing has changed is it insanity to think that you're it's insanity if you think you're going to get a different you know outcome from the same behavior i just think that People need an outlet, and, and, and even with social media, people are so lonely. People cannot grasp being alone. Like, like they have these voices in their heads that are so negative, and all, all like, their programming, and a lot of people have been dealt a horrible hand, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. it's looking at people who... And I don't want to come off like rash or mean or negative, but if that's how it comes off, then that's just how it comes it, off. It. People have these, you know, beautiful lives, and I know families are fucked up, but they can't see past the like neuroses, you know. What do you mean? Like, 
Of the family? No, of, like, them, their selves. Of, like, they can't transmute it in any way. There's, like, nothing that you can say to console them. There's nothing that they can do that will help. It's like, I've tried that. I've tried this. I've done that. And it's just, like... No, we heard it from a person, like, from his mouth to our ears that it was... It, no, nothing anybody could say was ever going to change him. It had to come from him, and he had to hit, like, rock bottom. I know, but I feel like that rock bottom staying there is being like normalized oh oh you know yeah and to like go back on the, like that voice in your head that people are just constantly running from our our social media i call it just the media netflix is a big part of it tv is a huge it gives part you a of huge it huge incentive to just lay in bed and just over, over the pandemic how many people just stayed in home at home and just watched tv reruns of the shows that they've already watched. Oh, we're going to watch The Office for the fifth time through. We're going to watch all of Friends. It's like the amount of media that's out there to keep people distracted from really the self-actualization is is insane. On <laughs> eggs. Our dog. Nuts. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, yeah, that's just a hot take. This all, this all started with Egypt. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it usually goes. And phasing, but maybe we should go all the way back. Yeah, we, we should go all the way back. It was. It would be interesting if these people that phased out went to a different star. Maybe, maybe they're in a different reality altogether. Maybe they're back with Source. They figured it out truly, fully. But, Sent Jesus back to teach people another way of living. Right. I think that. All of this going on, I think a lot of it is to convince us that because now in this quote-unquote woke age, I think it's all by design. You know, you, you, you will never ascend. You will never get to that higher vibration. It's just, I feel like it's trying to reiterate it and trying to like, I say they, but I don't really know. Yeah, it's hard, it's, to, it's hard to like categorize that. I think they. it's strategic to try to keep the vibration down, you know, don't don't phase out but people don't realize that you can do it individually you can change your reality with your thoughts you can you're in total control even if it doesn't feel like you're in total control you have free will that's god's gift you mm. know we can create our realities he he wants to experience through us and the greatest gift as a human i think is to be able to feel those emotions but and it's okay not to be happy all the time, but it's... Oh, I thought you, I thought you were going to say the greatest gift is to pass that on to another living being. Well, well that pass as well. Pass it on to, like, and your children and, and allow them to experience I used to reality. be the person who said, you know, I don't want kids. I don't want to get married. I don't want to do any of that. Like, I didn't even want to go to college. And I, you know, some people would say I didn't go to college. But I think there's a great deal of learning that happens outside of a... Oh my god, a brick and mortar area? Yeah. <laughs> a college is losing its argument every single day, especially now that you're not allowed to go back unless you take the V. Take the vacation. Yeah. Um it's in my mind it would be you'd be batshit crazy to go to school right now, especially with everything that's going on. The risks of like sterilization, illness, blood clots, brain heart hemorrhage, attacks, <laughs> like dystonia, that the the tremor, I don't know. I digress. That's for a whole nother podcast. It kind of ties into it, though, because the, this older generation, Riley works for this guy who's definitely class A boomer, owns multiple houses, 
have no kids. Would rather burn his money in a court of law than to invest in any kind of youth. Yeah. Multiple wives. No children. Just. Tons of money. And his his biggest fear right now is this fucking disease. And to... I think to he's call got a us, lot to more call us to idiots for about. not getting getting it it Say just feels like very condescending yeah, it's just I, very condescending it's like but it's there's a deeper level there it's he's so afraid for himself granted he took the v he should be he should be fine he should be safe but he's still worried about his life and he would subject the youth to any means to make sure that he could hold on to his wealth and that's that's for just 10 more years 20 more years it's just so another, selfish it's just another form of the scarcity mindset it's fear it's people like that are so afraid to die they've net right they've never come to terms with the fact that like they're mortal i know because what have they done to be worthy of anything outside of this plane you know they've they've mined every bit that they could get out of this and they've stomped on people and they've onyx and they've stomped on people to get there it's like the thought of god the thought of ascending the thought of judgment being with source and judgment right it scares the shit out of them think you were worthy of anything like that it scares the shit out of them now my my great-grandfather he wasn't religious at all probably didn't even believe in god but there was a story that he was about to go into surgery and he was found in his hospital room open bible just reading trying to come to terms with it right and i think a lot of people do that it's called foxhole praying you know these these soldiers who never believed in god never prayed a day and i just watched a video today actually like if the only time you talk to god or to source or to the universe is when you're afraid for your life and not just talking to him to be closer to him Mm -hmm. and I wish I could credit this person but I didn't see their name Uh, maybe I'll put it in the notes I will put it in the notes Um, if the only time you're talking to God is when you're afraid for your life or you're in a pinch or you know God just do this for me and I'll pray every day or Mm -hmm. and I'll you know go to church or i'll read the bible or whatever your religion is or whatever you subscribe to it doesn't even have to be god substitute it for any what you know your source your higher your higher power it's it's cheap it's cheap it is cheap and i think source knows intentions overall if you do something bad but you had like good intentions i Right. I have to believe that's weighing on the on right. the side of like you were a, a better person. Right. There's a there's a um, and vice versa too. You do something good. The churchians out there, the people that go to church just to say that they go to church, right. and then they judge on everybody. Right. Th- that's also you, like the intentions are known. There's a verse in the Quran, and I'm gonna botch this, and it's something like, God knows, universe source knows what you're trying to say even when you can't find the words mm. you know and i'm sure i like that you know and i i really love that it gives me a lot of you know solace knowing that um i just think faith is really important in anything whether you believe in god you believe in energy the universe all of the above it's all the same it's all getting you the same place you're all i mean for all the 
science, like science, religion people out there, they just they do call it just the universe. That's what they are praying to a lot of times. Oh, the universe will give me this if I ask. It's like this. That, that was. That's like a common. <laughs> most religious people just use the word God. So, right, but I was using. I think I was using the word universe a lot when I was in a place where I didn't know. You're a little agnostic. Right, right. I guess you could call it that. I think I've always had an understanding of God. I think it was just that, I don't know, maybe it was an ego thing. I just, I thought I was too good for it, you know? And that's, you know, it's it's chilling to say no, knowing the weight of that comment. I think when you're younger and people are constantly, like, convincing you that you you're like a, a square for believing and like praying and like humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's easy to just like start to downplay the fact so, that you actually do right. pray. And I rejected all of it. I, I, I definitely rejected all of it. And I'm just glad that I've gotten to the point that I've gotten to now. And I'm glad to be sharing it with everybody. And maybe this was a bit of a ramble, but that's, that's what these are going to be like. Yeah. I mean, we're going to try to cover, a lot of things that we think about during the day and then we'll have like a topic right. and and hopefully guests too yeah. so if you're local and you want to be on the pod let us know yeah let us know we, we love, love to, to conversate have all different perspectives we tend to you know we have very similar views and i would hate to be an echo chamber but we're not in any way opposed to any other views um and i think it actually is it's better it obviously is better yeah, so I think, like, moving forward, I don't mind the rambles. I think they're, like, a lot of fun, and they lead to some, this like, one, really cool, like, points. Yeah. This one was definitely more on track than the the couple the previous two that, that we, we tried. tried. Oh, my gosh. We were all over the place. I think it was because I also smoked a J, and I was my brain is a little frazzled. But, um... It was, yeah, it was just moving very quickly. And this one, this one digressed quite a bit, but it's... It stayed right on the track. I think also what we're going to try to do, I think we're going to read Dune. Mm. Who's that by? Do we know? Do we look it up? Look it up on your phone. We're going to read Dune. If you guys want to read along with us, it's quite a long book. We're going to probably take it chapter by chapter, and we're just going to dissect it. And I had a really funny Bible quote that I wanted to put on here. And I just hope the audio on this is good because we were running around a little bit with the dog and my phone isn't isn't working right. Dune, there's there's six different uh, books in the series, and they they're going to make it into a movie. They already have, and it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a pretty decent movie. So I picked up the book. Uh, Frank Herbert wrote Dune. It's sci-fi. It's about people living on different planets in our own solar system in like some weird future. I I just think it would be cool to read them, read or watch movies, and then dissect it and see like what maybe are some of the some of the um, deeper you know meanings in a lot of these these like different forms of media. And for those of you who are free-thinking naysayers i've got a bible quote for you it is job thirteen five. if only you would be altogether silent 
for you, that would be wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Finding humor in things that are supposed to be, you know, like... Deep truth. Deep truth and stone cold. I think I would love to have a segment where we just do like a Bible verse and there's that Bible app that just spits one out every single day. I think I would really love to divulge into all the different beliefs and just kind of dissect them for lack of better words. Um, I mean, if this is going to be a podcast that brings a little bit of like hope and light into our viewers' lives, the religion, say what you want about it, offers a lot of peace in dark times. It's true. And and maybe we shouldn't call it religion. Maybe we should just call it faith. faith yeah, and right. Spirituality. I think for those of you who don't know us, obviously... I'm Riley, and this is Ryan over here. Nice to meet you. (laughs) I'm a, I don't want to say failed yoga teacher, but (laughs) I practice yoga and largely subscribe to a lot of Buddhist practices and teachings, and I didn't really speak on that much, but in knowing Ryan, I think I've definitely gotten closer to God and... I've learned a lot about Christianity that I, I think I had a bad taste in my mouth about religion before I met Ryan, but he has a unique perspective on a lot of things. And I feel like it was, it's so common that people have that bad, like, you know, taste in their mouth from religion. It's It's the the churchians. Yeah. It's gotten warped into something is not, but the story, I say this to like the people that kind of bash on the Bible. It's like getting mad at mathematics when your math teacher was just a fucking terrible person. Right. It's like at this at the at the root of it all, it was like good knowledge. It was just given to you in like the wrong way. I have my own opinions about the Bible. I think I think that a lot of it has gotten lost. I think that there's probably more and I think there's probably stuff that's been added to it. I think that there's a lot of programming as well that comes with the most read book in the world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that is that on that. I think we're going to end it here. I thought that went really well. I think it went really well. I hope you guys love it. Yeah. Please give us some feedback. We would love to just anything good and bad. Because our DMs are flooded, guys. <laughs> the inquiries, the freaking it's messages. Bl- it's blowing up. It's, it's blowing up. <laughs> we're going somewhere. <laughs> no, but actually, shout out to everybody who sent us some words of encouragement. You guys are the best. Yeah, you guys are so, so cool. And it really means a lot to us. Because I think also to just speak and communicate is the most powerful thing. Would you agree? For sure. Like sharing opinions especially when they're trying there's so much division you know well you're you're this you subscribe to this so i'm not gonna speak to you or i'm gonna cut you out of my i'm guilty of it i've i've done that to people there are so many overlaps between people that you have a lot more in common than actually you differ and to get any idea of what our reality actually is you have to have multiple perspectives coming into one spot and and it's it's sad because you know, big families are dying and that's where you get a lot of perspective. Even in being raised in the same place, you get so many different perspectives when you're in a big family and different eyes seeing it. Yeah. It's interesting to see 
to get a glimpse into another person's reality because we're all living here, but we all have very different realities. Just a quick little thing. This tripped me out like the most, and I think it was something that you said. It's like your parents had you, a new being, a new little child, and now you're teaching your parents oh, things. Yeah, I blew my mom's it, mind today when I told her. It's it is kind of crazy to like, think that, like... You give birth to this child, and then this child grows up and starts teaching you shit that you <laughs> never even know. That's probably the most mind-blowing It's the most experience. divine, I would say. I it, it brings me so much joy when my mom comes to me and says, you've taught me so much, you mm. know? And, it like, that is so gratifying to me because I think we all have a lot of issues with our own families, and to be able to not always sit in a place of, you know, discontentment, but to try to lift each other up and guide and mm-hmm. obviously not everybody is open to being guided but it's really nice when they are yeah and you can grow together you finally let somebody in and, and pe- with other people too it doesn't even have to be family you know we're all just trying to grow be better people together i think teaching people that there's hope and things things might get dark but there's always a bright side to, to life. Because There's always a silver lining. People forget that we're in control of it. You know, it may seem like there are, you know, bigger powers that be. And there are. And I won't deny that maybe they're sinister. But if somebody's yelling at you and you laugh in their face, yeah, what, what you happens? Go, you just dispelled the entire thing. Right. The energy changes. Right. Um, so, yeah, that was our first pod welcome it's gonna be leo season in two days i don't know if you guys can feel the warmth and like uh cancer season it always just drags you through the mud i feel like it's so heavy yeah but i just realized this year that i vacation to the shore every year during cancer season my mom is a cancer i love my cancers out there but i'm a vedic leo Sun. We'll go into that another time, yeah. right? Yeah, we will. Yeah. But I'm just saying, welcome. Stay grounded. Welcome. Stay grateful. We love you guys. Welcome to Leo season. Welcome to the RV. <laughs> welcome to the RV. We'll divulge into the astrology another day. Take care, you guys. Love yous.